Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is by G. Wayne Miller for the Providence Journal. I grew up in Providence, Rhode Island, on the east side. And my family has been in Rhode Island for a few generations. And, yeah, I grew up there. I went to classical high school and graduated from there and went to Boston University and then moved to L.A. But Providence and Rhode Island are very near and dear to my heart. We spend the summers in Narragansett and... I miss Dell's Lemonade as I'm talking about it. (laughs) And, yeah, you know, my my family has deep roots in Providence. We actually, my family ran Benny's, which sadly is closed now. So, yeah, we have deep roots in in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. And, uh, you know, I worked at Benny's when I was younger, but my grandfather ran Benny's and... uh, my uncles and mother all ran it. So I worked there as a box boy during the summers. (laughs) It was a very special place. And, you know, I grew up around it. And uh, just the love that people had for the stores is so meaningful and special. And, uh, you know, we never took that for granted. And, uh, you know, I didn't go into the family business. I moved to Hollywood. But my mom was the toy buyer at Benny's when I was growing up, so she was dubbed the toy princess and uh, was very lucky and had a loving, uh, creative family, an entrepreneurial family to grow up with, so it was very special, and yeah, I, I, I love Rhode Island, so I love seeing all the posts about Benny's and you all said- of that is uh, really important to me. My parents, uh, yeah, my parents, Jay and Judy Rosenstein, like I said, my mother still working for Benny's and uh, running it, and my dad is an accountant, and uh, yeah, I had a brother and sister, and uh, my sister lives in Boston, my brother moved out to L.A., and yeah, so after after high school, I went to classical, and I I moved to L.A., and uh, started then working for Ben Stiller. So I went from Benny's to Ben Stiller and just started working for him as an, as an intern. Then I became his producing partner over, over many years of developing shows with him and bringing comedians and talents into the company to work with him and producing a show with his parents, Jerry Stiller and Ann Mira. We did a web series together in their New York apartment. And, uh, then I, produced a lot of TV shows and films with him and that's actually how this project started was was through his company. A more interesting thing even than uh, than classical or Benny's is I interned for Buddy Cianci the summer before he went to prison in 2002. Do you want to hear about that? 
Yeah, of course I want to hear about that. I was at a dinner in Federal Hill at an Italian restaurant. It was my birthday. And it was, you know, during the height of the Buddy Cianci trial. And he was just sitting there having dinner with his lawyer. And me and my parents were leaving. And, you know, Buddy, he just would say hi to everyone. And so we walked up to his table and said hi. And he asked me a few questions where I went to high school. I was just graduating classical. He was the speaker. and I was going to BU. And he asked me if I had a summer job now. Of course, I was meant to work at Benny's that summer, but Buddy told me to call his secretary. And the next day, I had a job working for him. I didn't quite understand why. And I was his intern. They gave me a city car to drive around and a mayor's office badge, and I would run errands for him. I would, I would tape record his press conferences by his side. He would give me his little tape recorder to stand there and tape stuff. And uh, I was on the advanced team, so we would go to all the events before he would speak. I would work with all the writers. He had a big writer staff. I would work with all of them. And uh, this was this was my first opportunity to work with a big writer's room. And I was sort of their writer's assistant doing research. You know, he was going to talk at a temple, and you know, who was the rabbi and the president of the temple. I would do that kind of research for them. And uh, so yeah, I worked for him the whole summer. And then at the end of the summer. Of course, I was asked to write a character letter to the judge to try to lower his sentence, and I did because he was great to me, actually. And uh, cut to the 5 o'clock news, and of course, my letter is on the news with the governor and philanthropists and all these people who are writing nice things about Buddy, and then student Michael Rosenstein wrote, you know, all of this great stuff, you know, Buddy is my hero and all that. So... It was a very uh, fun and interesting summer, and then I moved to Hollywood, and of course we know what happened to Buddy. But um, yeah, it was it was it was an interesting job right out of high school, and they pay, and they paid me. Have you read Mike Stanton's Prince of Providence? I have. I've read all the Buddy books. I, I've I'm very fascinated with him, and uh, yeah. It is a weird, a weird part of my life that I was a small part of his story, and I've never really told that story actually. So you've got—I mean, I've told it to my friends, but I've never really told it in interviews. So you've got the scoop on that one. I figured this is the way to promote my movie. I mentioned Benny's, I mentioned Buddy Cianci, and I'm—I'm I'm in in Providence. How did you get an internship with Stiller? So, you know, I. I went to Boston University. I studied entrepreneurship there. I had a lot of friends who lived in Hollywood and whose parents were producers and got a great opportunity to be a PA on a film and just started hustling and working hard for everyone on the set, going, you know, and running around doing things that were at my job. And, and someone there noticed me and asked me if I wanted an internship at Ben Stiller's company. So I was really just presented with this opportunity. And Ben was really the only person I wanted to work with, actually. My dream was always to be a comedy producer. And Ben had a really great production company. He had made one of my favorite films, Zoolander. And then... You know, I started working for him, and eventually I actually got to produce Zoolander 2 after 
a decade of working with him at, at his company, so it was a real full circle dream come true. And yeah, I just I just started working for him, worked a day and night. He has a very successful production company called Red Hour Films. They've also produced Tropic Thunder, Dodgeball, and yeah, it was he Ben, ben was a really great mentor for me and his producing partner Stuart Kornfeld also was a great mentor and producing partner Stuart had you know produced all of Ben's movies and worked for Mel Brooks so I was around a very good company to learn the business so let's get into your current film where did the idea come from and and when did it begin and just walk me through it sure. I, yeah so so like I said, I, I've been working for Ben Stiller and going to stand-up comedy shows every night and sort of becoming friends with a lot of comedians. And simultaneously, uh, the writer-director of this movie, his name is Donick Carey, who actually hails from Nantucket, so not too far. And it was actually at the Nantucket Film Festival where Ben Stiller, you know, his parents also had a house in Nantucket. So he grew up during the summer there. And he knew Donick, and at one of the storytelling nights, some of these stories, psychedelic tripping stories, came up, and Donick pitched it to Ben. Hey, what, what a great documentary idea this would be. And it started out as sort of different celebrities just telling stories, so you sort of feel like you're at this personal dinner with them and everyone's opening up. But then, of course, me being the, the young guy at Ben Stiller's company, I came onto the project and we started to just call up some friends and Donick Donick is a big right comedy writer. He he's written a lot of episodes of The Simpsons. He was a writer on Parks and Rec and Silicon Valley and so you know he he and I both knew a lot of comedic actors and stand-ups that were willing to be a part of this and it sort of snowballed from there and it became this Thing where we interviewed almost 100 people over 11 years in the making of this film. So we actually started 11 years ago in around 2009, 2010, and we've been shooting all these interviews, and Donick has an animation company called Sugar Shack, and we animated a lot of the reenactments. We shot some live-action reenactments, and... Eventually, through that, I, I actually left Red Hour Films and started my own production company called Sunset Rose Pictures. And Donick and I actually ended up financing the film and producing the film with a lot of support from, you know, Ben and Red Hour and all of the people who participated in the movie. And it's really, you know, then then we hooked up with Netflix and they were very supportive with our vision of what the movie should be and the story we wanted to tell. And we're really excited that now it's going to be out there in the world for everyone to see. Hopefully we give some, something entertaining for people to, to watch right now, which, you know, can be, can be a little fun, uplifting movie and also teach you some, some stuff. I'm very excited for you to see the film. The trailer has gotten such an amazing response. You know, not only in the comedy community, in the music world, but also in the psychedelic medical world. You know, there's a lot of good work and research being done. And our movie 
you know, it's coming at an interesting time because this has been a very taboo subject for celebrities to talk about. And, you know, what we're trying to do here is not, not say that everyone should go do psychedelics or anything like that. But I think that we grew up, Donick and I both, in a, you know, just say no era world. And what we're hoping to accomplish with this film is not, not only be entertaining, but also tell the truth about psychedelics and have a rational conversation around them because it's just been, so, you know, there, there, there's been a lot of non-truths out there and we want to, through these celebrities, tell real stories, the good, the bad, the funny, and look towards the future of research because they're, they're you know, it's sort of following a similar path of cannabis in terms of people doing research for the benefits and, and the positive benefits for people with depression, anxiety, PTSD, and things like that. We hope the film is a little bit educational, but most mostly fun. And, uh, yeah, we hope everyone enjoys it. Final question for now, at least. Uh, what's on the horizon for you? Anything you can talk about you're working on we will expect sometime in the future? Sure. I have another project with Netflix coming out this summer with a comedian named Eric Andre. It's a stand-up special, one-hour stand-up special called Legalize Everything that is based on his tour, and it's, it's hilarious. I've produced a, a few stand-up specials and with Reggie Watts and a few people, and uh, th this is just really, really funny. So, yeah, we're, we're going to have that out sometime this summer. And thank you. I mean, you know, the Providence Journal, is, it, it, it's what I read growing up. It's what my parents still read all the time, so thank you for doing this interview so that they can read it. Okay, thanks, Mike. Good luck with everything. Stay safe. Jenny, thanks for getting my attention. I get so many freaking emails. Uh, I'm, amazed that, I'm amazed I even opened this one, but I'm sure glad I did. So take care, everyone. Thank you, Wayne. Bye-bye. Thank you so Bye, much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of... Uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.